0: Welcome to another episode of Sporting for His Glory today is a really special episode for two reasons. We have a really amazing guest on the pod, so I'm so excited to introduce you to them. But before that, for today's episode, I also have a co-host, which is so, so exciting. So I wanted to introduce you guys to Success, my friend from university and also host of the Redefined Gospel Sounds podcast. So Success, please introduce yourself to our lovely listeners.
1: Hey, Kyrie, thanks for having me. Um, I didn't even know you were going to give me that cheeky little intro. is much appreciated but hey guys my name is success um as Carrie's mentioned I'm a uni student at Warwick I'm a podcaster presenter um, but for the purposes of this podcast I'm a massive sports fan um and I'm also a triple jumper too and uh yeah can't wait I'm really appreciative of um being able to be a co-host today
0: thank you so much success so to introduce our guest today's guest is Maya Maiwa is the editorial and brand officer at Versus, where the mission is to showcase the divergence between music, culture and football, whilst creating the future of football. Maiwa is also a podcaster, producer, hosting the podcast Stoppage Time TV. He is also a freelance strategist in areas including sports media, creative solutions, diversity and inclusion. Maiwa is a Coventry University graduate in oil, gas and energy management and was a sports development coach for Coventry Sports Foundation whilst being at university. Maiwa describes himself as a conversationalist and digital creative who has worked with the likes of Sky Sports, Nike, Jordan, Adidas, Premier League and many other top names in the sports industry. It's our pleasure to have you on the pod Maya. Thank you so much for your time. And I really had to try and summarize what a phenomenal career and also a really impressive LinkedIn page as well. So um obviously there's so much more that you've done but yeah thank you so much for being here
2: oh man no, I honestly really appreciate that I did not expect that at all and honestly it's an honor for me to be on like a massive fan of of both you actually bumped into success very recently so it's a, it's a pleasant surprise to to, mm-hmm. to to be around you today because I mean yeah that wasn't too long ago at all um but yeah no how are you both you both well
0: yeah doing well thank you
1: yeah, all well, good. Thank you very much. I knew, I knew when I saw you not too long ago, I said, I know I'm going to catch him. So now it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be speaking <laughs>
0: today. Mm-hmm. uh Great. So before we start off, we always start the pod with a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this moment. Thank you, Lord, that we're here to glorify you, to talk about. The amazing way that you've changed our life and to talk about sport and the opportunities that you've given us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence with us. And we just surrender this time to you for you just to speak through us, Lord, that the people who listen will be encouraged and empowered, that they'll just be able to see your hand in everything and just have that boost, you know, of of energy, knowing that you're with them, Lord. So I really just hope that this time is just a huge encouragement to those who listen and that overall you'll be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great um, so first question is from your content and history it is evident that you are passionate about football so I was just wondering what ignited your love for football?
2: Oh great question so um, I guess growing up in South London, Concrete Catalonia as it's dubbed, like football's just an infectious energy there's not much green belt around Peckham and Burmesee and stuff. Towards Bexley and stuff there is but around Peckham... And where I grew up, there's there's not much green belt, so it's typically concrete playgrounds, and yeah, you're just always playing football in cages or you know in in the playground. So for me, that's where it stemmed from. But my mum's a Chelsea fan because we were I was born in West London before moving over to South, and so I kind of got to know football through my mum and her affection for the team, but also then playing it was just a way of communicating. I think from a, a very young age, I realised that football was more than just a game; it was a way to switch off. It was a way to sort of make friends it was a way to sort of find community as well i think some of like my earliest life lessons were through football like you know leadership camaraderie like being able to un- identify with people all came from football i think even to like a certain extent as i got older my my understanding of economics came through like transfers it was like okay price and mm. price and demand value all of this stuff it comes from there so um yeah football for me has just always been more than than sport and I guess in general sport's been more than physical activity for me so yeah that's how I kind of found my love for football
0: yeah amazing that's so cool as well that link between yeah like obviously the football economics and just like yeah just that that sense of football like you said is more than just like the the game and that like physical performance but yeah so much more than that
1: and obviously we can see that's followed you through all the way up till now I know Carrie's referenced some of the amazing stuff that you're doing um in the intro so following your story coming through obviously you know some of the media stuff that you've done to where you are today it's it's been it's been a lot but is there a moment that you can pinpoint pinpoint to say yeah like God's moving here like this is this is it
2: um, throughout the whole thing, it's not even a pimp on a specific movement at the moment, man. Like like my life story is like a, a culmination of God moving. I think ultimately not many people know, but I was three months premature. So like my whole being is like only by God's doing. Like I, I'm very aware that that is not a, a normal thing, especially to be able to compete in sports like I did and just live a normal life. When you tell that to people three months premature with health complications, people are like, wow, like you know, so I'm, God is always moving. But in terms of my career, just just the whole thing. I mean, I didn't study media per se. It's always just been an interest. And having conversations is something I've always done. I think it's probably the only child of me. When you get around people, you just want to communicate and learn about people. Um, so I I think when I started to see that this was open up as a space and the career, was probably... Um, Probably when I did my first ever actual interview for Versley. So um I was freelancing them at the time and I interviewed Ruben Loftus Cheek at the that store launch a few years ago. And literally it was just me having a conversation with him like he was my friend. I didn't know him beforehand, but our lived experience that was similar is that we both played football, we're both over six foot and we both played football in South London. So we just spoke about that. And I would, I could never predict the way it was going to resonate with so many people and how many so many people like this is what we've been looking for media for so long, but we don't have that within in Britain. I mean, the next day it was in public newspapers, some of the quotes and everything. And it was like, wow, okay, like maybe this could potentially be a thing. So God's moved throughout every single moment, every single day, every single breath I take, God is there, God moves for it. But that in terms of what God's almost... Aligning me to my quote-unquote calling, as I think it, this is, I think that was the moment when I realized, okay, God wants me to to continue adding value here.
1: And even as well, we're even going to brush the fact, you know, the first name drop, just a young a young Reuben of this But we'll even we we'll brush that name, we'll even brush that, we'll brush that. Um, staying on staying on tip of, of callings and and things like that. I think something that's quite evident in terms of the work that you do. Anyone that follows you or you know tracks you can see um, the whole. um, Precept of giving back to your community and things like that whether it's you know going back to your old school as you did not too long ago whether that's you know heading into clubs workshops whatever um how does that stem and how does that link in terms of you know your faith and just giving to your community where does that link come in or do you think there is one that is a an amazing question for
2: me it's always quite unique when I'm like on the other side of it and like (laughs) obviously success we've spoken before and everything, but that is an amazing question. I think there definitely is a link. I think ultimately like spiritualized and faith wise, giving is, you know, for me, a core component of what we are like, you know, given it should come back to you, like is, you know, just ingrained. I think sometimes when I think about faith and when I hear sort of prosperity preaching, I'm like, okay, I understand it. Like, yes, we're going to gain. It's great, like being locked in and everything. But I'm also about, well, in order to receive, you have to give. And it's not just about mm-hmm. the receiving. It's about the fact you've been fortunate enough to be blessed and, you know, have what you have. You should therefore give to others that may not have or don't know that they can have as well. So my whole thing is I, I'm i fully aware that ultimately God has given this to me and I, I've, I've often suffered with like imposter syndrome or sort of survivor's guilt and everything. And it's almost like, no, God has given this and he's ordained me to do this, which is amazing. But I can never be in a place where I try to think it's all by my own doing because the same God that giveth, taketh, like that, it will be gone in a second. And I will be, you know, you know, still probably doing something that I may enjoy, but it will not be this. It will not be what I think my calling is or what my passion is. And ultimately, if you have a passion, calling, I think it's really important that. The end result of that is not just the glitz and glam that may come. It's how you made people feel and what you gave to them. So for me, as much as it's great, you know, like people be like, oh my gosh, you get to go to football matches, you get to go to this, you get to go do that. The most important and powerful thing for me is when I'm fortunate and grateful enough to have the opportunity to go and speak to young people like someone spoke to me or tell someone about what I do and they take interest and want to do something similar. For me, there's, there's nothing... Nothing at all that matches that because ultimately, when you look at the big picture, what we're we doing this for? A lot of the time, I've always sort of, like, even like with sport when I competed, it was like, how do I use what I'm good at to testify to God's glory? And it's like, okay, what do I celebrate when I score a goal? Or you know, <laughs> do I think? But for me, it's like, okay,
1: yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> looking up fingers Put up it to it. the heavens and exactly.
2: that exactly. <laughs> but what I then started realizing was ultimately. Talking about faith when I can is important. Allowing mm. ballers, I remember when again dropped Saka's piece at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Spoke yeah. about faith in that. And mm. or even just, you know, telling people that my this is my gift and like I'm grateful to have this, but you can have a gift as well. For me, that's kind of utilizing my gift for others. So it's, it's, that that's why I think it's I think it's so important. And ultimately, not everyone will agree. Um, some people have the thought that, you know. Giving back to the others is for oneself. And I understand the thinking behind that, like, if you look at, you know, charity sort of donations that billionaires do and whatnot, you can be like, okay, okay there's a benefit here. But for me, honestly, honestly, truly, within my soul, the reason why I'm so like ingrained and feel driven to do it is because I know the benefit it had on me. I know that I know the fact that people went out of their way to help me. And if I can do even a little bit of that and it helps someone and they're able to do more. Like if I help five people and then those five people help ten people, that's a community that we're building, you know, and and that's why it's so important to
1: me. No, that's awesome. I think it's the concept of, you know, giving back, but just to give back for that then to cause a domino effect. Like that's that's what it is like. Yes. Hey, you know, on the off chance you get something for yourself. That is great. But ultimately, you're kind of spreading that and hoping that it goes outwards, which is an awesome thing. Um, Even just to press on that once more before um I head back over to Carrie, I think. One thing that I respect about you so much is like let's let's keep it frank, like Lampard, like Sky Sports know your name, Nike knows your name, mm-hmm. Adidas knows your name, the Premier League knows your name. These are all like amazing things, and it's it's a hundred percent easy to I guess in that scenario to get carried away. But just how important is it for you to stay humble? Cause it's hey, it's a look, I'm guessing.
2: It's all good, man. Um I say this all the time i say this all the time and i think ultimately whilst being like i i'm i'm on a i'm on a journey where i'm trying to learn myself more and like be more in ground my faith and so that's what i always say that faith is a journey and i and i'm grateful that i was grounded in that very early from sort of my family my mom especially but through going for that journey i've honestly come to a place where i know that listen too much is given much is expected one but also as well God that giveth can take it away. Like I'm under no. We see it all the time. People are they've gone tomorrow. My whole thing is, I'm not doing it for the adulation or, or the accolades and whatnot. I was. I, I, I. tell people all the time. My whole thing of being in sports media because I enjoyed it, and then it got to a place where I was able to sort of help create change. And the second it's not that anymore, I will walk away from it, or I won't do it anymore because I feel like it won't be inclined to my purpose. I think that I feel that a lot of the time. People focus on sort of clout or adulation as the product, but more time, it's the byproduct of you doing something that's a purpose or the great thing. If you're chasing that thing, you're never going to feel fulfilled. You're never going to feel content. And and it's something that I've always strayed away from, and that's why good counsel is so important as well. Um, I'm very blessed to be around... A lot of individuals of faith, some not of faith, some of different faiths, that are all grounded in this whole belief of that community is everything, and one person, even if you're doing something, it 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 shouldn't change you. um One of the things I really struggle with is I will speak to, I can speak openly and candid here because I'm that, like, I trust both of you. Uh, mm. I will speak to friends, and they'll say stuff like, "Oh my gosh, you did this! It's so cool, and i think and it feels uncomfortable. Whilst it's the mm. truth, it feels uncomfortable because it's like I want you to see me for who I am. I'm not what yeah. my work is and that's yeah. why a lot of the time I love football and everything and it is very consuming I try to switch off from it so that I can have this space or world where it's like you are seeing me for who I am not for a, a verification blue tick or mm-hmm. because I did this or because I did that because that's when it gets very easy to get lost into all of that stuff but I think to to answer your question that the the humility sometimes it's weird to talk about humility because it's all that it's that juxtaposition of you're talking about humility, but does that make you humble? Like, yeah,
1: 14 minutes, Yeah, you don't want to be. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah.
2: I get you. But for me, where where it where it comes or stems from is for me, honestly, um, I've been very fortunate. I can't run away from it that I've had some amazing moments, amazing things that happen. But those things are byproducts of what the mission is. Ultimately, speaking to a footballer about something and sharing their lived experience is exactly the same to me. I speak into someone within the community about lived experience. They're both human beings. It's both the same experience. The, the, the art form or the conversation is the conversation. It's just that the byproduct of it sometimes is different because of what we perceive in, 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 what is around us. Right. And I think for me, that's what keeps it grounded. A lot of time people ask me, what's your favorite interview? What's this or that? And I tell them something. I'll be like, Oh, I didn't expect you to say that. It's like, no, it's true. Like when I speak to the person that plays for the community football team and they're talking, telling me about how they didn't play women's football for 10 years. And they saw the Euros and it made them get back in love with football. That's what means a lot to me. Oh, I'm talking to, you know, um, I'm going to do a session and there's a young boy telling me about how he wants to be podcasting. world. Well. that is more important to me than speaking mm-hmm. to the footballer, if you get what I'm coming from. It's the lived experience. So I think that's where the humility, and I say that because ultimately it's, it's hard talking about <laughs> humility. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it comes from, being grounded. And um, I think as well, um, being Nigerian, like Yoruba culture can be very braggadocious
1: hey you know from. hey roll that one more time <laughs> and
2: I'm, I'm half Yoruba I'm half Yoruba but I feel like I'm very fortunate that my grandmother when she came with my mom and her siblings was very grounded like listen like we we had a great life but you understand that you have to be grounded you just have to you can't um, there's a, there's a saying in Yoruba and I, and I I can't, my phonics in Yoruba is not the greatest, but I translate it. It says, if my head ever gets too big, throw wood at it. Wow. I don't know how to say it in Yoruba, but it literally translates to, if my head ever gets too big, throw wood at it. And it's mm-hmm. something that's been in my whole life. Like, don't ever think you're too big. There's someone that's always bigger than you and there's someone that can always take your place. So, um and to be honest, sports showed me that, you know, playing football at a young age where you might be the best, like, in your form class and then you play another form And there's guys at Academy, or you might finally get to Academy and there's guys playing for England, or you might think you're getting a pro and you end up playing semi-pro. Like life always will humble you. So don't Mm -hmm. think you're too big. It's one thing to be confident in yourself, it's another thing to think that you're too big. Because the second you do that, God will take it away, man. There's some how many examples did you see in the Bible (laughs) where God said, What what, you're doing like that, yeah? All right, no worries, man. Let me just (laughs) let me just bring that one back. So yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that's where it comes from, honestly.
0: Yeah. That's so good. It's so true, and I love what you said as well about people seeing, I guess you and who you are before like the achievements. Because I think definitely in my sport as well, like in para sport, I've definitely felt that as well. People are like, "Oh, you're a Paralympian, Paralympian," and like that isn't really, you know, your core identity, is it? Like it's what you do. You might have your job that you do or the media spaces that you're in, but like there's more to you than that. So I guess that's also part of yeah that humility, isn't it? That we don't make a whole self what we do. I um, mean, recognising who we are, you know.
2: And, and that's the tricky bit, and, and you can speak to this as well, because ultimately you've had amazing achievements. And while sometimes you go into a room and people list up the achievements and it's great, not to speak for you, but I'm pretty sure knowing you and how, how you are, you'd be like, that's great, but that is not my whole identity. And I think sometimes what the difficult part of it is, and I see this of a lot of people where um, because they're perceived in a certain way. To try and break out of that, they then go to the polar opposite, mm-hmm. and and it's dangerous because like I, I've I've struggled with it as well, where I've had close friends that have like checked me, and it's like, listen, you don't need to air out all of your flaws for us to know that you're a flawed person, yeah. or to know that you know that you're not this, you know that you're human. Like we 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 get and we understand it, and I think a lot of the time when I was doing it, it came as a byproduct of people just putting you on a pedestal or hating you, and it's like, no, like I'm a normal individual mm-hmm. and i think it's i think ultimately i think everyone has to find that balance of having good counsel that can also just sort of you know give you because america can't see itself just be able to tell you the, the, the things and know your temperament and be like okay listen like this is what you need to hear right now like um i do a lot of my friends where i will sort of see or i'm not person in the friendship group that will call you at random, and be like you know what? i'm proud of you, you know just keep mm-hmm. doing everything whereas my friends for me are the typical they're like listen keep going but it's okay, like you can be you within this safe space. So um, yeah, no, it's definitely, good counsel is, uh, it's it's irreplaceable, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. And even, I guess, linking a bit to good counsel, it probably does link, like you said, to some of the people in your life of faith as well. But could you tell us more about your faith journey? And is there a defining moment where you began to grow in real relationship with God?
2: Yeah, so um, I, um, so for me, I grew up in a household which was a Christian household, going to church every Sunday and everything. So that was there, but ultimately you have that own moment where you feel that awakening, you know? And for me, if I think back to my my earliest memories, I think for me, that would probably been about year six. Like, you know, when you're doing your exams and everything, that's when I kind of had a moment where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm not just saying words, I'm trying to like, I'm praying. But I think a key moment for me in recent times, actually, like that was really stood out for me was um, I had hip surgery when I was in my second year of university. university. Um, actually, before that, tell a lie, before that, sixth form. So um, I was studying, I was in that situation where, you know, you you want to do what you want to study and then so sort of African household, no, please, it'll be great if you do this. So I went to a sixth form. That was a really good sixth form for the for sake of my grandmother. I didn't want to go there. And then I was doing um courses that I typically didn't want to do I was I did PE and economics which I liked I loved and then I did biology and chemistry which I wasn't equipped for wasn't good at and I ended up in my first year getting ABUU U. <laughs> so I've got two years in the sciences I've got AB and what I wanted to do and I was at this weird crossroads where I was like okay what do I do now like this is like how do I move forward for Man, and I remember that like, I had this moment where like Obviously like I, I was, you know, I was born again, I was Christian, I think, but I had this real moment where I felt this real connection where I was like, God, I'm seeking your face because ultimately, you know, my tomorrow, you know, what you wanted this to teach me and where do I go from here? And it was so bizarre because the next day I had this random conversation with a teacher in school and they were like, you know what, you'd be really good at world development. And I was like, I've never heard from this. I ended up doing an AS and A2 in one year and I had to do exams by myself and everything. And I managed to get what I needed to get to go to university, but... That sort of three day stretch where everything was happening, it was like, it was almost like God telling me that I've heard your cry and understanding you un- and you understand why I took you through that. Now we can move forward. And it felt like a real moment. I think the next one that happened after that was I had hip surgery when I was in university. And for me, it, uh, up until that point, I was always playing football. I knew I had to have the surgery, but it was a real humbling experience because your identity changes. Everyone sees you being this strong person, them being on crutches for a while. Not being able to play sport having to be dependable on people and for me it was so difficult so 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 difficult but again when i was praying i was like god why is this happening why am i going through my toughest moment right when i need to be my strongest and i remember hearing like like just God hearing is like be still that i'm with you and i'm putting you through this for a reason and for me it was it was such a humbling experience because it made me strip back and be like you know what this can't just be my identity of just sport like I ha- there has to be more to me and it was a very dark period i can't lie like going navigating university when you're in a place where you're not happy with who you are yourself and sort of having to like rehabilitate yourself and everything was was difficult um at, at one point because um i was on medication and whatnot like the medication started getting to me because like they're giving you codeine and stuff and you're like i'm just I'm just <laughs> taking it like but god was trying to teach me that ultimately like delay is not denial, number one. But two, like, ultimately, I have a greater purpose in every single season. Like, um, there's a season to laugh, there's a season to cry. This season is not gonna last for too long. I just want you to be still and know that greater things are out of play. And ultimately, that as much as it was a dark period for me when I had my hip surgery, it honestly changed my perspective on life. I became so appreciative of the small things because Kay, I'm sure you're you're aware, like when you have an injury. Like, it's so decapitated because it takes so much away from me but with me because it was my hip I didn't realize how important my hip was to me if I sneezed I was in pain if I sat down I was in pain if I lied down I was in pain it's like okay at least if it's your knee you can isolate your hip your hip is at play all the time and it, it just made me realize okay cool like I need to slow down I need to take stock and I need to gradually listen to what God is trying to tell me and and let's move forward from there so for me that was those were two moments that I can definitely call in recent times where I was like God is definitely um at play and 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 in tune or trying to tell me
1: something.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. So many keys there, I'm sure, for our listeners to be encouraged by.
1: I'm gonna stick. Um on a similar kind of vein i was going to paraphrase i'm going to i'm going to read a couple of verses from proverbs 31 i was going to paraphrase but i don't know what the bible scholars that are listening they might they might come at me so i'm actually i'm actually going to read it still um and it says speak up for those it's um, verses eight to nine it says speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves for the rights of all who are destitute speak up and judge fairly defend the rights of the poor and needy now obviously for you um especially the work that you do with versus but obviously you as an individual um I think I pinpoint you as somebody that someone that you know you're not um shy and speaking about things that people need to know about um in terms of speaking up for those that can't do it for themselves so I think I just wanted to flip that back to you and ask you know how important is that for you in your work
2: great question man um I think it's ultra important because even like the verse you read now, ultimately, it's a it's a place of privilege to be able to have a a way or mechanism of being able to talk or having a platform. So ultimately, I will say to people, what are you doing with your platform or or another? Or for have had this internal joke with a few friends of like, who is influencing the influencers? Like, what are you actually doing with what you've been given? And for me, a lot of the time. The reason why things don't move forward is because people don't take time to listen to people's lived experiences or listen to what they're going through. I feel like if we actually all spoke to each other more and realized what everyone was going through, we would speak about the issues happening within our community and whatnot. And that, that's, that's why I'm, I'm very passionate about it. if I hear something, it's great to share information or sort of like, you know, talk about someone's plight or talk about what someone's going through. Because by doing that, you don't know how many people look at it and be like, whoa, I relate to that. For me it's similar to sometimes like you go to church and you hear someone share their testimony right and you think to yourself, wow like i was going through something similar there's 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 you know there's hope mm-hmm, i've yeah. related to that in terms of if you sometimes if you're sharing what someone's going through and you know how it changes or sh- letting people know what's going on you don't know the, des- the the helpers of destiny that can go tell that person you don't know sort of how that person can be encouraged that okay ultimately there's other people out there that feel what i'm going through and i think that's why it's ultra ultra important especially if those people don't have a platform for themselves to speak out on
1: Mm, no it's actually it's actually just super super important and um i think it's one thing for you to, you know, have the platform, as you said, but as you kind of alluded to like, what are you at the end of the day, kind of like, what are you doing with it? I think you want to assume that, you know, for yourself, you want to stand back at after, you know, X amount of years and, and actually look back with privilege and say, aside from all the, you know, the people I've worked with, the people I've spoken to, and, you know, the amazing things that you've been able to get up to to date this was what I was able to leave behind and I'm I'm guessing that's something that you you want to kind of attest to
2: yeah no a, a thousand percent I, I always feel that ultimately as mentioned at the top like too much who's given much is um expected and ultimately they're, they're just for me there just isn't any point being placed and again like yeah it's hard work but God has placed me in a position it's like what would I say come judgment day that you know yeah god you, you 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 gave me you know these all these great places to speak and i just i just kept quiet or i just i just stood there like what that, okay so i had all of that for nothing it, it that, that that's one of the, that's where it comes from so yeah and that's why like even like what we're doing here today ultimately utilizing platform to speak on lived experience to hopefully encourage someone it's a powerful and beautiful thing and like, it, it doesn't take much out of us to do that you know i think a lot of the time when people think of giving back, they kind of think, "Oh, well, I'm taking away from myself." And it's like, "Well, you're not. It's, it's not costing you much to 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 do that." And uh, I always encourage people like that. If you if you can do one good deed a day, you don't even know how, what you're doing to people's lives. Even small things like smiling at someone, mm-hmm. having manners, it goes such a long way. Like you might say to someone, "You know, what, have a nice day," or "Hope you're well." And just ask them, hoping if they're okay, just does something to them. But I feel like, especially in the society we are today, where as much as we're all connected across different platforms and everything, we're so divided. Like we just live lives on silos, and we're all going through very similar things, but um, we don't talk about it. There's um, there's an artist, Dave. His last yeah. album was called "We're, Un- we're All Alone in this, in this Together." yeah. And and it's so true. Actually, right? yeah, we're all individuals alone, but we're all in this together. Like we're all trying to, you know whether it's walk in faith, whether it's navigate through life, we're all in this together, whether we like it or not. So how much does it take from us to actually help out each other once again? It doesn't take much, in my opinion.
1: Nah, it's real. It's real. And even just to round off on that, like, I think especially in a society where we can just be so uptight. If you're allowed in your head before Jubilee land, everybody's frowning. Nobody wants to say nothing to anybody. Just a young... So it goes a long way. So let that even be an actionable step for the listeners to take. Listen, you know, man. obviously, don't go and look crazy. But, you know, it's, <laughs> nice to compliment. it's nice to be nice. It's nice to get compliments. I guess yeah. we can all agree on that, right?
2: Honestly, <laughs> man, like, I, it's, it's something, again, I think my mum ingrained in me from a young age, but I'll be in the shop. And that'll be a transaction. I'll be like, oh, how's your day again? All right. And then you yeah. see people, especially in London, they'll look at you and be like, Oh, you're talking to me. <laughs> and then they'll be like, Oh, no, it's going good. Thanks. I'll be like, Oh, well, I hope you have a good weekend. Like you don't know that what There's power in the tongue. You don't know how um, powerful it is to be nice to someone or, you know, just pour into someone sometimes. Yeah. Like some, uh, like to move it into like faith and everything. Do you know how nice it is when like your friend messages you praying for you? Like, oh, okay. I needed that. Let's go. Let's go. Like yeah. things like a WhatsApp message where someone's praying for that. Like, Listen, like whatever it is, I pray that you go through it. Like you know, um, you know, God is with you. Bible verse. You look at it and you go, wow. Like I need that. Like, it's, it goes such a long way, and it doesn't take a lot of you. And sometimes it's so mad because God is telling us these small things in our air, and it's like we hear it and he goes, yeah, but I need to run for the bus. Oh, let me let me put headphones in. Like, I, I promise you, like so many times people be like, oh yeah. You know, how many times have you spoken to someone and someone goes, yeah, I was thinking to message you, but I didn't do it. All the
1: time. Send the bro.
2: message. You don't know how God's trying to work for you. <laughs> yeah, Send the message. True. You don't know how much that person needs it, honestly. It's, it's crazy.
1: No, no, I I really do hear that. I really do hear that. Um, I think the other thing, the outstanding thing that I was going to ask, and I think a lot of listeners will be interested to know as well, is do you ever find it hard balancing, you know, living out your faith in, you know, the sports industry, the sports media industry to be exact. Cause you know, as with not um discrediting a lot of industries, there's gonna be tensions, there's gonna be things here and there that just won't sit with how open you are and how open you've even proven to be today in terms of just speaking with you. I think that that as much is clear, um, how open and and live lived out that your faith is. So do you ever like feel that tension? And if so, like how have you gone about it as, as the years have gone on?
2: It's, it's a really good question. I feel like in terms of feeling attention, I don't think I've, I've, I've felt attention. I think I probably, I probably want to premise this by saying that I feel like we're all on journeys, but I'm very much definitely on a faith spiritual journey. Like I have loads of flaws. I have shortcomings and I'm I'm honest with that. And so in terms of like, you know, like living out my faith in the space, I think ultimately because of like the publisher I work at, it's, it's encouraged because it's my favorite part of my lived experience. You know, like it, it's encouraged. We want footballers to be able to have these conversations. Therefore, if I'm living and breathing that, it's then easier for a footballer to do that. But um for me, it, it's such a, it's an ingrown part of who I am. And I think what I'm trying to do more and more and more, and it's a process and this journey, and it's, I, I admire people that have it so right, is that ultimately their being is, you know, God first and everything afterwards. And I would put my hands up. I'm definitely guilty of times where people look at my life and it's like, okay, well, yeah, broadcaster, this and that. And I'm trying, I, and as a process, I'm trying so hard to be, to, to be at a place where it's like, okay, you can see it evidently before everything, this is what I am. And then you can put, you know, father, partner, um, broadcast, everything after that. And that's a work in progress, you know, and that's why ultimately, like, there's not a conflict because I know what I'm working towards. That is, that, that, that is the centre of everything, you know. And I think ultimately with the space, like for instance, the Saka example I gave, what I try to do a lot within my work is showcase within people's lived experiences where their faith plays a key part and where God has played a key mm-hmm. part. So therefore having those conversations naturally exists within my, my whole peripheral. I mean, is a great example, right? Like there's no moment where he's not reiterating that he's God's child. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful because ultimately he will probably say in himself that he's on a journey. You know, he's not the most, he's not a perfect person, but he's reiterating to you that I would not be here without God's doing. And I think that's where my approach is ultimately. Like when people tell us, "Like oh my gosh, it's amazing," everything I, I, I always preference it like, like yeah, I did, I did work hard, but I have to be real with you. Like this is God's doing. Like it's not by power, or by might, it's only by His grace. So um, yeah, to answer the question, there's not a it's not a conflict i guess with me it's just about internally with within me knowing okay what do i need to keep doing to better myself and get closer to you know or continue flourishing in the journey or get stronger in the journey almost mm.
1: Nah, no, I, I love that and i think it just speaks to how important it is kind of going back towards the top again about you know how grounded um we are in our identity in Christ, as opposed to like, who we are, what we do, um, people kind of, you know, picking us up for a job well done, which is all very well and good. But um, as we've even had this conversation, um, I was just reminded of something that um, my mum used to say to me, uh, a lot when I used to kind of maybe praise myself for a job or well done or whatever. I don't know. I'm oldest. I'm the I'm the eldest child, so I yeah. didn't. I always, was. I liked. I had to do that. I felt like I had to do that because I, I felt like I didn't get a lot. But what she yeah. always used to say to me was, "Um, Hosanna him today, crucify him tomorrow," uh, yeah. and that was just to speak to the fact of you know, let let other people you know other people can say what they want to say, um, but at the same time, there's there's always going to be that thing of you know, the same people that were hailing Jesus were also the same people that said that he should, um, you know, he he should be crucified. And, you know, you can never, ever rely on and I'm very, very guilty of this, um, but you can never, ever rely on, okay, people's um, opinions or people's, you know, they're, they're rushing to congratulate you for that to kind of be your grounding because that is just so unstable, and um, you know, it's 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 I think it's just so so good that you referenced that. And I think it's something that a lot of people listening, whether they kind of have their own endeavors going on, who I'm even presuming they'll even be you know getting on uh in a, in a, in a positive trajectory, that's something that I think we can all definitely continuously remind ourselves and 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 take into that. So I think it's really really important. No, I really like
2: that that quote you said, man, because it's it's so true, man, it's, it's honestly, it's facts. It's facts. That's how how we are. And ultimately, especially when, um, that's the thing, right? Like, if you look at sort of the way things are covered in general, more negative than good is always going to be said. That's just how, for some reason, the world is right. Everyone's always like negative praise. The the positive, they won't really say. So at some point, if people are praising you, it will very flip that they can start saying that, oh, this person is this, this person is that, whatever. So like, I'm, I'm always like, especially when I speak to footballers and everything, I'm like saying that your understanding of yourself is more important than any adulation that anyone can give you. Because if you succumb to that, that will determine how you feel about yourself and whatnot. Whereas within like the walk with faith, what I see and what scripture tells us is that, you know, ultimately our density comes from the Lord, you know, and like we have to be tapped into that. Like it doesn't matter what, Tim from Berry or Ben from Doncaster is saying like, that doesn't mean anything. What means something is what God thinks of us, you know? And um, it, yeah, it, it's crazy. And I guess like, you know, slight, um, um, like tangent, but that's why sometimes like, like I was reading like my word for today today. And it's like, you know, God loved us so much, like, you know, so, so much that like he sent his son, like no matter like, what you did, that he did that if he was the last sinner left on earth he would still do the same thing again and it's like wow like that's how much someone can love us and it's like Mm -hmm. it just proves that like there's all you always have another chance you always have you know that 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 ability to you know come to him and you know go again which is a beautiful thing and i think that's why sometimes when people focus on adulation it's like no adulation can live up to that there's nothing outside that can live up to someone being able to, 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 to do that. Mm-hmm. That is what you want to tap into, not sort of like, you know, the tweets or the praise and everything. That doesn't mean anything. The fact that someone can love you so much that like if you was the last person, the last sinner, they'll do the same thing, the same sacrifice over again. That's, that's what you have to turn tap into, man. And it's, um, again, like I said, I'm, I am not perfect. I'm a flawed individual. I'm that I, I try my best. But when I read stuff like that, I'm, I'm encouraged that, you know what, like, this is what I need to be tapped into. There's nothing this world
1: can give me that matches to that. Amen. 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 I'm going to hand over to Carrie to refer
0: Yeah. Oh, so, so amazing. Maima. Thank you. It's so true. It's just that thing. I mean, similar to what you were saying for me, like lately, it's just been pondering that sense that we're chosen by God. And I'm like me, like
2: yeah me Chosen. with all of my flaws like with yeah. all of the, the bad I've done and you know all of the you know all of the times where even though like you know I'm speaking i was speaking now where that little foot in my head creeps up and I, I slip up all of that stuff you still choose mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. yeah it's a very um it's a very surreal feeling I can't lie. like um I've got a really close friend and she came to faith um like not in, in recent few years and we have like really like in-depth conversations mm-hmm. and um she often tells me that like, I can't believe that, you know, God did this f- for me. And then she, she often she often references how she feels like she's not in a place where she should be in terms of her, her journey and how people perceive her and everything. And I was like, no, God chose you. You are yeah. the chosen one. You are chosen to be a leader. That's why you're leading in your parent in, in your in your ministry. That's why you're doing this stuff. Like God, if you look, there's so many examples in the Bible God, many are called few chosen. God literally chose you. So like, don't feel like you're you're beneath. There's a reason why God made you like enabled your life to play out this way for you to have this moment. Like walk in it. And it's rich me saying that to her, because ultimately when people say it to me about the, the experiment, I'm like, ah yeah, but I don't know if what did God say that all of this stuff should be happening as well. It's like, well, yeah, God's chosen you for this. You have to mm, walk in it yeah. and give thanks for it. So um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, great. And also just wondering if you have any advice or encouragement for Christians in the sports and fitness industry?
2: Great question. Um, good counsel. Good counsel. Stuff mm-hmm. like this is amazing. Like this is a podcast, but what you're doing is building a community. Your listeners will listen to this and be like, well, yes, like we can congregate, come together. Have a community. Don't be afraid to step into new communities. Um it's something that I'd, I'd done in recent times specifically in terms of fatherhood. And I was like, well, wow, I need to actually put myself around Christian fathers and, and you know, mm-hmm. speak to them and learn from their experiences. Because ultimately we learn from lessons and experiences, right? So therefore what someone else can tell me can be really helpful for me. What there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a Yoruba proverb and it's basically says, what the elder can see from the mountain, the younger can't see in the valley. And it's the same thing with like our, our faith walks, right? There's so many people that have experienced things that can, save us a lot of trouble and a lot of hassle if we just speak and have those things so um yeah i think the top thing will be find really good counsel mm-hmm. um don't be afraid to to speak to people about things um because ultimately like we can't fear judgment like yeah. we can't we can't fear judgment god doesn't judge us do you get that like, we can't fear judgment of a, of a, of a male mortal so speak to people about things and grow together man like um we, we grow together and go further when the village is cohesive. So like, make sure you can find your village or separate villages and really tap into those things because no one person is supposed to be an island. When you're left by yourself is when you can then find yourself in a place where you, you just don't know what's going on because no one's, you're not able to talk to anyone about the thoughts in your head you're, and then it's like, okay, I can't share anything. So I'm mm-hmm. um, finding good counsel is definitely the, the, the one thing I'd say
0: yeah thank you so much that's so true yeah wonderful and finally we've just got some quick fire questions so oh, i hope yes. you're you're ready maya for this
2: let's go let's go
0: cool so the first one is five things would you give us five things you can't live without
2: five things i can't live without um god would probably be number one um god family like, i love my family's bits like my wife, my two amazing boys, but when I say family, it's like it's just like your friends and everything. So all your your mm-hmm. support unit couldn't yeah. couldn't live without them. Um, God, family and support circle, food, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> food. Oh my gosh! But more specifically, like a variety of food. Yeah. Like if you said, listen, for the rest of your life you have to eat these two meals, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it I need more I need more so variety of food um solace so like peace Mm -hmm. like being the only child you kind of get used to having this sort of moment where like I don't want to say lonely like you're kind of used to being by yourself and like even though like within the sort of space I'm in it's always on the go and everything I don't think I could live or function without having a place where I can just have stillness by myself Mm -hmm. 100% needed um and then for the fifth one, I will probably have to say um conversation. Mm. Like I couldn't live without like like not having conversation. Like and I don't mean like hi, how are you? You're right, what I mean like ultimately like learning about people. Like if I just had to function and it was just sort of small talk. Like, yeah, I'd probably just start dissolving. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, where is the introspective? Where is this? Why do I not know who you are? So yeah, to to sum that up, that was God, family support circle, um, variety of food, solace, sol- um, and um, conversation. conversation.
0: Nice, nice. And this one, maybe I don't know if you've had this before. You might have, but if you could interview three sports people, dead or alive, who would they be?
2: Ah, cool. Number one, I think people that know me really well know this one, Emmanuel Adebayor. That is like, if I get Adebayor, <laughs> into him, I kid you oh not, this God. guy. I love this guy so much. He was such a maverick of sport. Like, and I, I always have admiration for. There was there was a time, especially like in my generation, where being African and being like your whole authentic self one within the sports industry and two just in society within the uk was, was something that was suppressed and people didn't want to do it adi boyo didn't care for those rules this guy was himself <laughs> mm-hmm. he's been himself from the day one to now like just hearing about him and his journey his family sort of his upbringing would be amazing 100% him um didier Drogba as well was like my go. i've not actually had the opportunity to do that so that'd be that would be amazing um Hamilton was on that list, but I was fortunate enough to do that. But doing that in real life would be amazing as well, because again, this is someone that you know is, in many eyes, a, a goat in
0: mm-hmm. in
2: his sport. So to do that in general is crazy to me. But to do that when you stick out like a sore thumb persona someone that is completely different to what is the norm, mm-hmm. you have essentially revolutionized what it looks like to be in that sport. And the fact that you've done that whilst bringing people in, whilst highlighting black individuals, while highlighting mm. black women, like, and then the, the 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 then the the other complexities of you know being this person that constantly uses their platform to speak about things where really and truly it could be easy to just be like you know what I did that I spoke about that last week I'm not speaking anymore and you keep speaking, yeah. like yeah speaking to him again about some more specific tangents on notes would be um be really great. So to summarize. Added by your drug bar and Hamilton in real life. Yeah, yeah.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, you know, God is here, He hears it.
2: <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs>
0: um, and also, what is your favorite song at the moment, secular or Christian or both?
2: Um so um let me get her name actually. One second. There's um so I never pronounce it right. So Brie Um Babinu. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. make me over yeah you understand Mm. there's just something yeah there's just something that i'm very much of the belief that each day we have the opportunity and everything that's you know to go again we're born but i'll always believe that but make me over is one of these songs where it's like not only listen to something just for god's presence It's like God please like just like make me over. Like today, today is today. Yesterday was yesterday. Like make make me over again. For me, like it's a very like beautiful song, but it also just speaks to like that is our life every single day. We have an opportunity to be made over again. Like Mm -hmm. yesterday is gone. Like this is a new day. We've got new grace. Like that's what salvation does. So um, so that um and then Rima Holiday is like like my song of the moment at the moment, Mm -hmm. like as well. Like Again, I don't know. I just, I just really like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like, like, you know, I like to listen to music. That's a bit, you know, rough on edges, but the Remo holiday tune. The reason why I like it is because I just like when people are able to like reflect on like how far they've come and sort of the grace that's been shown in them. And like this, this guy is somewhere where, you know, recently he'll be performing somewhere and he's not having to say words because people are singing every single lyric. Which is insane to me. It's crazy. But in a song where, you know, this person top world and he's talking about, you know, it's not long ago where I came from Benin in and like, you know, I just wanted to be do better for my family and everything. And now we're in a position where we're doing great. And it's like, you know, don't hate on me because of this. That like just, you know, you know, just, you know, you can have this as well. It's quite nice. Because like, it's true, like ultimately, like, I feel like sometimes when people are in positions, there's like an arrow on your back people like i i've i've experienced where like you know i'm sure there'll be people that are saying that oh yeah well all he's doing is just talking and it's like that's great but you can do this as well like it doesn't have to be like target this person because they're in a position you know so um yeah those would be the two those would be the two songs
0: yeah fabulous and last question of our quick fire questions yeah if netflix were to create a movie about you which actor would you choose to play yourself
2: Oh what actor would I choose to present to p- to play myself? So I'm not a massive like film film person, you know. So I'm trying to think black men's actors. Who are, <laughs> <laughs> Who are the ones that are not being cast at the hey. moment? <laughs> hey. You know, like that. Um if I describe the persona, hopefully someone can to, can throw a name up to me. But I think it would be someone that's kind of like doesn't take themselves too seriously. Mm. But also sort of, you know, has this sort of meekness to them, even though there's a lot that's going on. Like, I'm trying to think who within the acting world that is. Because yeah, Will Smith is a bit of a madman. <laughs> the other guy, um, yeah, obviously right now it's a bit techie. He's an amazing actor, but it's a bit techie to mention him. Michael yeah. B. Jordan, I like, but Michael B. Jordan is very functional and he's acting. I think I'm a bit more animated than that. Magabu Jordan is very A, B, A, B. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any actors right now, but
1: right. we we'll have to shout the listeners. The listeners, if you've yeah, got yeah, yeah, any yeah. any any pointers, yeah. definitely message it. Just... I don't know why Idris is coming to him. I don't know why
2: Idris is coming to him. I don't okay. you know why. I know why. He's very multifaceted. So <laughs> the, the thing I love about Idris is, to some people's a DJ, to some people he's a um, you know, he's an actor, to some people he's an activist. He's many things to many different people. And I think as an individual, I think that's where I am in my life now, where sometimes it's difficult because how do you present yourself when you're with so many different things? But I think Idris could potentially portray him in a really nice way because mm. he'll be able to showcase the different facets of him. Let's go, Idris.
0: Yeah, nice one. I like that. <laughs> I
2: managed to call it in buzzy beater. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow thank you so much my honestly this conversation has been so so amazing um just to finish this off for real um could you close us in prayer just anything you have on your heart for the listeners just yeah anything that god um has you to to share with us
2: no it'd be an honor to it would be an honor to you. um father lord we thank you for the congregation of man today we thank you for enabling us with the ability to to show and share a case about you we thank you for giving us grace and the ability to do this lord and father lord we pray that anyone that listens to this might they be blessed May they be able to use this as an opportunity to, to know you better. Father Lord, as we've mentioned about communities, Lord, enable anyone that listens to this, enable that it will be anyone that's in contact with this to be able to find their community. There's their strength in numbers and there's strength in community, Lord. And it's a it, you also say we're two more are gathered, so your presence will be a Lord. Father Lord, let your presence flow with us in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Father, Lord, to those who are trying to seek you and grow with you that are feeling alone a Lord, Father Lord, if they listen to this, let this be. A, a, a point of reference lord father lord in all of our endeavors a oh lord let us be able to stand tall and be lights that shine the way for people to follow in the mighty name of Jesus, lord father lord in the world that can be very hard and very difficult to oh lord father lord, enable us to come together lord enable us to give back to others oh lord and father lord no matter where it is that really takes take us on this path oh lord i pray that no matter where it is whether it's corporate jobs whether that is competing whether that is broadcasting whatever it may be oh lord father lord let us be able to speak to your grace and your favour on our lives, the Lord. Let us not ever think that it's only by our own might, O Lord, because it is only by your grace, O Lord. Bless and worship your holy name. Jesus mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you so much, Myra. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure to speak to you today. And thank you, Success, as well, for co-hosting and your brilliant questions, you know.
1: Hey, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. I'm just a fa- I'm just a fan of the pod personally, so yeah, fan, fan of the pod, fan of the guests. So I literally couldn't ask for anything better, man.
2: No, thank you, um, both for having me and um, Kay once again. Like, God bless you for setting up this platform. You know, it's one thing to have an idea; it's another thing to follow it. It's one thing to hear the conviction from God, but it's another thing to actually action it out and. Um, I pray that as you're enabling people to learn and grow, that God enables you with everything you need to continue to grow this platform, moving the direction you want to. So yeah, and I've really enjoyed this um, and I've really had fun. So thanks so much.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you were blessed and encouraged. And I'm sure you were. So please let us know how you found this. And yeah, I just hope that you have a wonderful day, evening, whatever you're doing, when you're listening to this. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sporting for His Glory. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more content, also follow our Instagram page at Sporting for His Glory. Be encouraged that you are empowered to represent Christ and glorify God wherever you go and in everything you do. See you on the next episode.